Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. We continue through the Gospel of John, and we're in the fourth chapter. And we've just seen the encounter that the Lord Jesus Christ has had with a Samaritan woman at the well. Yeah, you're familiar with the story. And so uh, the woman has just gone back into the city, and she's telling the men there. And she says, come out here and see a man who told me all the things that I've done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city, and they were coming to him. So the woman goes into the city to tell the men what had just occurred to her. Well, while that is going on, John chapter 4, verse 31 begins with the word meanwhile, okay? So that means while the woman is doing that, while that is going on, another encounter happens. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. So you remember that Jesus stopped at the, uh, the well there because he was tired. He was thirsty. He, he was uh, uh, weary, as it was described in the first part of chapter 4. The disciples had gone into town to get food. Jesus is there by himself. This woman had come, and then he had the encounter with her. But then the disciples returned. No one said a word to the woman. No one said a word to Jesus. The woman leaves. So now they're trying to get Jesus to eat. Verse 32, he says this, But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And they're thinking, well, what does that mean? Well, verse 33, so the disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? So they're thinking, well, did somebody bring him something to eat, uh, you know, before we got back? Because we know when we left that he was tired, that he was likely hungry. We know he was thirsty. You know, did this woman bring him some food? Uh, something has happened here. <coughs> Excuse me, with verse 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. This right here is profound, folks. Remember, I've told you, I've said that several times about John chapter 4. There's so many profundities here, as they say. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Yeah, Jesus was hungry. Yes, we definitely know he's thirsty. You know, we never do find out if he got a drink. You know, from the woman, uh, I'm suspecting maybe, but we don't know. We're not told. But we're seeing something here. We're seeing that doing the will of him who sends us, doing the will of the Father, accomplishing the work of the Father has a physiological effect. Yes, Jesus was tired. Yes, he was hungry. Yes, he's thirsty, but now he's revived. Something has happened. And he's saying what it is, it's doing the will of him who sent me to accomplish his work. You know, I dare say that most of us have had things like that that have happened, that we're tired and he's run down at the end of the day, the beginning of the day or whatever, and then something happens and all of a sudden we're energized. You know, how much more so if we were to allow the Holy Spirit to energize us like that day in and day out with every breath? Now watch what happens. Jesus launches on his disciples here. So in verse 34 again, he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Verse 35, do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields 
that they are white for harvest. I love what one of the um, uh, movie versions of this passage does. There's actually several movies on John. Uh, I think there's one called The Gospel of John, uh, John the Gospel, something like that. That's actually very, very good. I recommend it. I ought to put a link to it on my webpage. Um, All they do is simply recite the Bible. It's a, a modern translation, but the dialogue is strictly the Gospel of John. But there's a, it's, it's reenacted, obviously, but it's just telling the story, and it's great because there's these little subtle things, and they had to make decisions about this, I understand. But, you know, it's helpful just to be reminded of these kind of things. Right here when it says, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They are white for harvest. That when Jesus said that kind of thing, when he said that, that he's looking up and he's seeing the people coming in from the city. Remember when the woman had gone into town and they went out of the city, were coming to him? That Jesus is saying this to his disciples and the harvest is coming to them. He's looking up and he's pointing to them. And it's the Samaritans. And then verse 36 sort of uh, builds upon that. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. He's saying, look here, already we're receiving a harvest. That woman right there was a harvest of life eternal. And and that's receiving a wage for what we've done, the one who sows and the one who reaps. Okay, Verse 37, he says, for in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. Verse 38, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. He's talking about those that are the prophets of old. He's talking about those that had come before, how they had labored, and they were anticipating the time of Messiah to come in, of coming. And now these disciples are living that time and they're entering into that labor. And now it is their turn to reap what has been sown. Jesus speaks forth the truth into this woman, and here comes the entire city to them. And Jesus is saying, this is the harvest coming. Lift up your eyes on the field right here. They are white for harvest. In other other words, they're in full blossom. I always think of cotton being from the deep south. It is ready to be picked right here. He said, this is what we're called to. He said, you're entering into this right now. And he's telling them, this is the reason that I'm not that distracted by the food and the drink. Yes, you have to have food and drink. The sad state of affairs is most of us live to eat and drink rather than eating and drinking to live. Okay? Most of us are anticipating what we're eating two meals down the road as we're eating the one right now. And if we had that mindset for the harvest in which we are planted right now, folks, we're in the middle of the harvest. We're right in the middle of it. So many people so desire to know. Okay, And a lot of them are sitting in church buildings. A lot of them are going about religious activity, and they're so frustrated because they know there's more, but they're not getting it. And so Jesus was leading his disciples into seeing what is important. He's saying, right now, you're going to receive the wages. Right now, we're gathering the fruit for eternal life. Rejoice in that. Tell you what, go read chapter 4. Recap this whole thing before you go to bed this evening, okay, and see what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.